welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create your own MFR business, how to have one, and what to do to get started. Each week, we will discuss practical ways to create a business that keeps you from under-earning and burning out. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Over 10 years ago, I decided to change my massage practice to MFR only. I became fully booked and have enjoyed years of success helping people to get out of pain and return to active lifestyles. I'm here to help you do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've never had a business before. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I have the honor to interview one of my private clients today, Leslie Daly of Integral Myofascial Release in New York City, New York. She is an occupational therapist who previously worked in the school system and decided this year to go full-time into her MFR business. So I am excited to welcome you to the program. Leslie, thanks for being here. Thanks, Heather. Yeah. So tell us, like, what were you thinking when you decided you wanted to hire me as your coach? What was going on? Yeah. So it was a big transition time because I had just quit my job. I mean, it was a job that was off over the summer because I worked in the schools and it was coming to September. And I just, as I saw it coming, it took me a long time to quit this job. (laughs) Yeah. How long did it take you to quit it? Like, when did you start thinking about that? I have been thinking about it for probably four years. My business never grew enough where I felt confident to quit. And I actually just took the plunge mm-hmm. because, I mean, partly because of COVID and going back into the schools. And I, I survived the whole, you know, working from home with mm-hmm. five-year-olds, six-year-olds, mm-hmm. and, and then Over going Zoom. into the school before the vaccinations and then being there through the yeah. last year. And I was just, fed up. I was listening to the news and all the unions yelling about conditions and whatever. And I was just, this is enough of that. Yeah. So yeah. So, and I saw you on Facebook, I think someone mentioned you, or I started listening to your podcast and I was like, wow, this is really helpful. Okay. Awesome. Um, Yeah. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you like the podcast and now you're on it. Isn't this fun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the podcast. That's right. So fun. <laughs> okay. So you decided to leave the school system mm-hmm. and you already had your MFR practice, but what about it? Like, wasn't quite working right for you? Like, why wasn't it growing? Did you, do you know? I actually didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it was that you're working 20 hours and then trying to muscle through those hours of therapy work after school, after running up and down stairs. And it was just very physically demanding job. And then doing the um, private practice on top of that was just too much. And I really don't think that I just didn't have a compass for where I was going with the business. And I had no one to talk to about it. No, that's like, that's the thing for all of our therapists. We're kind of all on our own little islands, even though there's more and more therapists doing it. Almost all of us are in a single run practice. And so there's no one to bounce ideas off of or to hear like, well, what are you doing? What's working for you? What's not working? And sometimes when we crowdsource and ask other therapists, like you get a hundred different answers to solve your problem. And almost none of them are resonate with what you want to do. Right. Right, so. right. And just like with the work itself, everyone's unique, you know, yes. and here I am, I'm this age that I am, and I'm coming from this background, and I'm an OT, 
And, you know, I've had this many seminars and that kind of thing. I mean, everybody's in a different place, even, you know, with their wounds, their past traumas. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're just all out there humaning and it's like extra for some people. And some people are like, this is no problem. And for some people it's super hard. So when we first met, I think we were just kind of talking about this before we started recording. I was reviewing my notes and Leslie was thinking really all she needed help with was her website. Like that's, I think originally what you came for was help getting information about how you could improve that. And so I did what I call like a website audit where I went through the website and which is so funny now because, well, you have a graphic design background and you you know, you can make your logo, like you're very talented. You're also an artist, right? Mm -hmm. And your website was only a problem because you were trying to tell people too much information and you didn't have online booking, right? (laughs) So people would land there and it would be confusing about what to do, where to go. And like, what, what did you actually offer? So you were able to quickly clean that up. Like, I think you had that handled within a week or two, totally changed, decided to go in with online scheduling. What was your thought about me saying you needed online booking? Well, first going back to the website, yeah, I really think that I had this idea that I was selling myself and my all my training because yeah. I, you know, have 30 years of yoga teacher training and I've done Reiki and I've done Alexander technique and I've done Traeger. And I thought these were all like super important things for people to know about me. Yeah. And that's not what the website really was about. And like you said, it, it was confusing. And it was easy once I started working with you to sort of understand that I needed to tell people what I'm offering and give them a quick way to sign on. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. Nobody has time to read about me and all my many trainings. And yeah. Yada, yada. Like we already know you're fantastic. Like They land there. They already have bought into the part where you're fantastic and you know enough to help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have maybe. to like let them know, right? That has to be the main message. Like, I can help you. Like, do you have this? Yeah, I can help you. It's the message. Yeah. Yeah, I can help and, you. And it's true. And I've always felt like this is the unknown, you know, myofascial release is the thing nobody knows. It's the best kept secret, you know, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to do that on my website. So you helped me really with that. And with the online booking, my concern was you know, oh, some creepy guy is gonna book with me and I am i don't have a reception. I'm all alone in my room and mm-hmm. I'm kind of a sitting duck and he has my picture and and, and mm-hmm. it really has not been like that at all. I, and also I was concerned that people would see that I wasn't fully booked and that yeah. that was a strike against me too. Yeah. And I think, oh, this person's not very busy. I'll move on, you know, to someone who's better or something. I don't know what I was thinking, but yeah, I think a lot of people have that thought. They're like embarrassed if their schedule is wide open. And my thought about that is, is like, no capitalize on that. My schedule is wide open and I have cleared my schedule for you, for this person that's looking for this service. And when you have that thought, like you feel excited. And I think with that energy, you tend to show up differently too, because you're not hiding and shrinking you're expanding and opening up and like ready to go. And there are people out there that will just be attracted to you based on that like energetic vibe, I think that you're putting out into the universe. I know that sounds a little bit woo-woo, but it's like you can shrink down and hide and set your schedule to look fully booked or to look busy. That's an option, which I think is so funny. 
And I'm guilty of doing that too. I've done it too, because I didn't want my like self-esteem to be hit or whatever. But when I decided that like, I would rather have availability and show it all the like max capacity availability so that when someone in the middle of the night is looking for me, which is what usually when it is when we're in the most pain and it's quiet and we want to get out of this pain tomorrow, have that spot available so people can jump in. And that's how you've been able to get booked, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you're um, finding new people all the time. Yeah. People just show up on my calendar and I have the ability to say yes or no. I mean, that's the nice thing about the electronic booking is that you can look at your calendar and see, oh, I could take Friday afternoon off so easily. I'll just get rid of these two sessions. Mm-hmm. And boom, you have Friday afternoon off or whatever it is. And I've actually gotten my best people through online booking who've never talked to me. And sometimes they'll call me and I'll text them back or call them back. And you know, we're playing a little bit of phone tag and I'll just say, you know what? Why don't you just book a session this way? And then we can talk about what's going on with you and I can see you yeah. and really, you know, see what we can do together. And that works too. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. I love that. I love that so much. It's really fun to see because you're not the only one that has had reservations about starting the online booking and like for the same reasons, right? It's, it feels a little bit out of control. You don't know who's going to book, but the same thing when someone calls you, like you don't know until someone comes in who they're going to be, but you still can screen. Like you're in charge of how many hours you're working, when people can book, if you accept the appointment. You, you actually do have a lot of control. So it's just right. making that choice, like buying into the fact that you do have all of that control. Right. And when you accept the booking, then they get all the forms and then you get to read about them before they come in. Yeah. Which so you, is awesome. You know, it's not like completely blind or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then if someone maybe doesn't fill it out, you can then have the opportunity to call them ahead of time and check in and be like, so what's going on? Like you haven't filled out your paperwork. And then yeah. maybe they're having a hesitation and, and that just like adds another layer of customer service that you're providing where they feel cared for and you can answer their questions instead of them just missing their appointment and not filling out their paperwork and all that. Yeah. Well, the online booking also requires a credit card, which I also objected to. I was yeah. like, nobody's going to do that. Right. And they all do it. And you know, I do it when I book a facial. It's like kind of, you That's know, that standard. business. Yeah. And it just, it creates sort of a more professional gate between me and them mm-hmm. that I really appreciate. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And you know, like if someone late cancels or no shows and you're willing to enforce your policy, you're going to get paid no matter what. Which is I really, did last week. How was that? Well, it was the second time she did it. So that was part of it. And it was very last minute. So that was part of it. But I had someone who had an emergency who needed to see me. So I booked them in. So I actually made double for that. Yeah. Session. Yeah. Well, but, that's you know, what... it was lucky that I did, but I did, you know, I still... yeah, you don't know. And when you are counting on people to take those spots and to come in and to pay you, because that's how you stay in business. I mean, I think it's really good to have a strong cancellation policy and do the work that you need to do on yourself to be able to enforce the policy. You know, it's one thing to have a policy, it's another thing to enforce it. So, that's another thing I've seen you grow in since we started working together is really standing your ground in what you believe is reasonable for cancellations and for people to come in and for booking and just all the things like you've really harnessed your power, like your Leslie power. 
to show up in your yeah. business and run your business instead of allowing the business to run you. Like the business is not just happening to you. Like the money is not just happening to you. Like you're creating it. You're creating all these clients. It's yeah. really in your control. Well, yeah. And luckily I've been self-employed before and that I could see how you'd have even more issues around feeling insecure if you were just starting for your first time. Just saying that yeah. I can imagine for other people where this is totally new, where you're really on your own, it's, mm -hmm. it's even harder. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like the yeah. Wild West. Like you just don't know what you're getting into. And, you know, yeah. when you, before you get your first client, likely thinking like, I'm never going to get a client or how will they know? Like, how will they know about me? Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other thing I love the suggestion you made about sort of keeping things simple, like mm -hmm. one offer. And, and picking the hours that I want and... Yeah. Instead of trying to guess it. what's convenient for other people. Yeah. So what do you... What's your schedule like? I'm working four days. Mm -hmm. And right now, I have the capacity for 18 sessions, four, mm -hmm. five, five, and four. Mm -hmm. I went to another practitioner yesterday to get treatment. And he told me he works 35 hours. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Oh, I wonder <laughs> why. Well, he charges less than me. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. been doing this for 20 years or something or 25 years. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing too, for anyone listening, like no matter how far into your practice you are, I think that coaching, being a part of a group or, you know, getting one-on-one -on -one coaching is so helpful for you to really investigate. Like, why are you working so hard? Like what's behind that and what can you change? So most therapists are sitting there telling themselves, no, I love this. I love working this hard. But mm -hmm. I think when you peel back the layers, it's more so like, well, I need to work that hard in order to create the amount of money that I want to have. And as you find out working with me, like we really do set your rate based on what you need to make and also what you want to make. So then you get to decide yeah. how many hours that's going to take you. Yeah, yeah. And no need to have a punishing work life, you know? Oh, yeah. Like when you think about going to work most days, like what is your thought first thing in the morning about your work day? I will be honest and say that physically, I think just because through COVID, I've kind of gotten bad about exercising and I put on some weight and I don't feel as physically strong as I used to. I mean, running up and down those stairs at the school, as much as I hated it, was a good workout. It kept you fit. So, yeah. Yep. And I, I can see that that's an area that I need to work on because when I do face the week, I feel like, oh my God, that's a lot of physical work. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, once I'm there, I feel fine and I can do five sessions, no problem. I used to be able to do more, but um, I'm getting older and I don't really have to. We'll yeah. see. I think as I get stronger, I may, you know, make yeah. my schedule. The other thing is, is like when you're working 16 hours, like hands on, you're also working several more hours, like checking your schedule and like doing laundry, like all of the things, right? So it's not just 16 hours. That's like 16 hours you're getting paid for, but you're probably actually working 20 to 30 hours in your business. Yeah, I would say 30 hours at yeah. least. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing that, you also have a lot of leisure time in there. You get to decide what you do with. Right. Yeah. So when you decide, you can start maybe adding an exercise or something else because you have 
the security of knowing you've built what you've built. I think sometimes it's hard to get out of the mode of like, I'm building this and like, I need to make sure I'm doing this and this and this to create this and this and this outcome. And then my life will start. (laughs) And then my life will start. But it's like deciding now that it's okay to live now. That's another thing we we learn in coaching, right? Is how to plan your schedule for the whole year so that you're on purpose taking vacation time and planning which seminars you're going to go to and what are you going to do for yourself and what feels the most like juicy and delicious for yourself so that you are looking forward to being at work. And when you're at work, you're there and you're not like wishing you were somewhere else. Yeah, that's something also that you've introduced into my brain is just about you know figuring out the data right mm-hmm. and planning ahead um, both of which i really wasn't doing i mean i had a tally sheet of my income from mfr and i had a yeah, google calendar mm-hmm. but it used to be all the school vacations would be my vacations or if yeah. i wanted but that was it and i really am getting better about knowing what i'm making and what i need to make and seems to be a trajectory upward <laughs> as far yeah. as income. Yeah. Yeah. And you just recently like... So we've gone through a couple of rate changes with you like while you're figuring it out. Like what yeah. was your threshold of tolerance of uncomfortableness while you picked your rate? And so now you have a really good healthy rate set and you've started to charge it, right? I have started. Yes. Okay. How is it going? It's going okay. So I started off when we first met, I was charging 180 mm-hmm. and five dollars extra for credit card. You were oh, like, that's right. That was another note I had. That? I was like, why are you charging credit card fees? Like that's what they charge me. And you're like, make your price so you don't care. Yeah. So then I went up to 210 mm-hmm. and I had a package of five for 950. And I just recently went up to 250, which is a yeah. big jump. Yeah. And I'm going to be offering. How do you feel about that 250? What is your thought? I think that it's going to be beyond some people's reach. Let's stop here for a second. Let's look at this. This is just something you need more coaching on. (laughs) I always think about you selling your boat. I know. Most people have stuff that they could pay it. Anybody could pay it, really. Well, and also, like, what if you only focus, like, you. Realizing that, yeah, like some people totally can't pay for that, right? Some people can't pay $100. Some people can't pay $20. Like we'll never know at what rate people can't afford because it's none of our business. Right. But if you spend a lot of time focused on loving your price and knowing that people are coming, people are willing to pay that, there's people that have plenty of money. There's so many people you can help at that rate. You show up differently versus spending so much time worried about the people that can't pay for it. Yes. I agree. So every time you see your brain, like it's just more practice to worry about it. It's more practice to be like, oh, but I shouldn't charge this because, you know, XYZ can't do it then. Because in our culture, like it's just part of the patriarchy. Like we are totally inbred, like raised to think that we're bad if we're making money. Right. We have to accommodate everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not the way the world works. I actually don't have that problem about making money. Like I think I told you the first session, like I have no problem making money. And yeah, I really don't. So where do you think this thought about making it a problem that some people can't afford it comes in then? I think it's partly just getting used to it myself because I got so used to the 210, you know, yeah. which wasn't jump. I was like, oh, that's nothing. You know? yeah. <laughs> I feel totally fine about 
that. It's just getting used to this new number and then delivering it like it's my baby, right? Isn't that what you say? Deliver yeah. it like it's your baby. Yeah. Love your price baby. like it's your baby. Like your, <laughs> your price is winning the beautiful baby competition because you decided it's going to. Yeah. I think talking about pricing is probably so triggering to so many people out there. So anyone that's listening, that's feeling like called out or triggered or whatever, like this episode is for you. This is so normal and it doesn't have to be a problem. You don't have to sit there and suffer through your rate increase. Like that is one of the main things we go through in coaching because everybody decides once they see what's possible and what other people are doing and that six-figure business is within reach, like within a year or two of of deciding that's what you want, you're going to go through some growing pains and you're going to be uncomfortable. But your business is going to grow at the rate you're willing to make decisions and at the rate you're willing to feel uncomfortable making those decisions. So every time you are willing to do something outside of your comfort zone, you're growing, your business is growing, then you're growing. What would you say like... How would you describe yourself when we first met? And how do you think of yourself now? As an MFR therapist? Yeah. And just as a... Yeah. I remember talking to you about being an OT and nobody knows what that is. An MFR therapist and nobody knows what that is either. And then there was sort of a certain point. It's like listing all those yoga trainings and all the other stuff that I know about letting go. I don't have to even be an OT anymore. It's like, I'm an MFR therapist. And that yeah. that's sort of very freeing. Okay, that's the one thing I need to describe. That's the one thing I need to sell. That's the one and, thing you need to embody and believe in and, and know yes. what the results are of that. Yes. I do feel more secure about what I have to offer. And I think part of that is going full-time. Just yeah. that. When you're all in, you kind of have to be all in. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so I'm an MFR therapist. And I think it's nice that I have a license where I can do internal work and I have something unique to offer. And there aren't that many MFR therapists in the city, really. It's even probably has more than most places. I, you know, I have two friends nearby that I can go see. Mm -hmm. But Yes, I'm offering something unique. And I feel very confident about that. Yeah. You know you create awesome results for your clients. Like you help them to get to the results that they want. Yes. But you know, as you said, it's like it's okay if some people don't get results. Like you can't. Yeah. I mean, we are in control. Just like when you come for coaching, like you can come for coaching and not learn anything, right? Like your participation is required. You have to be willing to listen to what I have to say and then process it and do the work that helps you change your thoughts about everything that's going on. Some people are not willing to do that. Just like some people will show up to MFR and they want you to do MFR to them and they do not want to have to participate in any sort of way. Yeah, they'll still get some results like from laying there on the table, right? But not what's possible if they were actually participating. Right, right. Yeah. I had someone come in the other day. She's kind of driving me crazy. She comes in, she's like, do you know anything about bioenergetics? At a certain point, she was on the table, blah, 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 blah. I said to her, you are here. You're spending time and money to see me. Be here. Yeah. And she quieted down. But 
I don't know if I'm going to be able to help her because she's very resistant to just receiving the work. Yeah. I said, receive the work. Right. You're here. Well, one thing have though, something about that to offer you. is your willingness to risk the relationship with her by saying that to her, which could totally. be the thing that she needs the most, even more so than like the therapy, right? Because if she's always looking, and you might have to say this to her multiple times, if you're always looking outside of the thing that you're doing, you're basically second guessing your decision making. You're thinking there's something better than what you're doing and that you're somehow going to miss out and not get to your goal. Yeah. Bring her back. What is her goal? What is your goal, lady? What is your goal? What do you want from this? Let's focus on that. And you make the decision that you're going to get everything you need out of this. And you'll know if it's not working for you. And you'll know that you can then make a new decision. But there's no good or bad decision either. Like we just make a decision, we do a thing, and we get the result or the consequence of that decision. And then we make a new decision if we need to. That's all right. life is about. It's like just making the next decision and when we are not living in the part where we can do it wrong, like you just learn after everything you do. Yeah. No, I mean, this is definitely a job where you're learning all the time. Yeah. And you're learning how to interact with all these people with different personalities and, yeah. you know, and, and I've had in. people like her before who are just always talking about the million different things they've tried to me. And here they are trying something, but they're not even trying it because they're thinking yeah. about what the next thing is going to be. Yeah. Right. Well, and trying and being a part of it are two different things, right? right? Like trying is basically not doing anything. You're either doing it or you're not doing it. And I think that's okay to say to patients too. There's always going to be people that are difficult personalities to work with, but yeah, that's the other thing. Like now, you know, the model, you know how to do thought downloads. And if you get really triggered by a client or if you're really annoyed or something, you have the opportunity in the space to get really clean about your thinking with them. So you continue to stay in your power as an MFR therapist and not in like the human nature that we have where we're like, where we make whatever they're doing about us or it hurts our feelings or we, we don't want to treat them because they're annoying. I've come close to doing that. I mean, I was thinking about her while I was lying in bed the other night and I thought of you because <laughs> you're talking about Am I allowed to talk about your sister-in-law? Is it your sister-in-law? Somebody in your family who you have trouble with and you're like, I just decided that that's the way she behaves. And I'm going to think, oh, that's so cute. I don't know if I can exactly do that with this woman because energetically she's so aggressive and annoying, but I'm like trying to make her smaller. Like she doesn't need to be taking yeah. over my brain. And that's all in I your thoughts. Watch. That's all in your thoughts. So it's just yeah, coming yeah. up with the thought. Like right now you're like, it's so big, right? That's your thought. Yeah. And you just need to get all your thoughts about that down on paper and then be like, what are some other thoughts that make me feel like this is not a problem? Yeah. I it's mean, just, it just takes I, a little bit of work, I was right? cradling her little head for like 15 minutes. and was doing cranial work. I was really into it. I was feeling all these changes. And as I finished up, she yells out, that fucking muscle. <laughs> like, where the hell was she? I've never had that happen before. That's why she's been on my mind because she actually startled me. It felt violent. Yeah. But you created the safety for her to be able to do that, right? I don't know. I think so. I think so. And I think this happens for all of us. Like we want something to happen. We want our yeah. clients to behave in a certain way so we can feel a certain way. Yeah, that's human. And just yeah. being so super aware of being like, I'm 
annoyed right now because I want this client to tell me how good it is, or I want them to like have a release and I don't know that they are. And yeah, then yeah. just being like, that's okay, self. That's okay, Leslie. Like, it's fine, but it's yeah, not yeah. necessary. Like, they aren't responsible for how I feel. I'm totally responsible for it. Yeah, yeah. No, she's definitely a teacher for me because there was this one moment last session where she just started talking about something and getting aggressive. And I just took my hands off of her and I just sat back and I let her talk for a minute. Because yeah. I felt like I don't want to connect with that energy. <laughs> and yeah. if I just let her go at it, maybe she'll calm down. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. just got very quiet and I moved away. And yeah. it was actually a really good moment where I honored myself. Mm -hmm. and her too like when you honor yourself you honor your client yeah all right let's talk about some of the stuff people listening will be super curious about and that will be like financially what has changed since we started working together (laughs) i think that's what all people always want to know does coaching work am i going to make my money back am i going to be okay if i make this investment if i look at my income i had in 2021 Mm -hmm. over last summer I made $2,200 in July, $3,000 in August, $68 in September. And then this is when all the changes were happening. And then boom, I made $10,200. And then boom, $11,000. Mm-hmm. And I'm on track to do that for December too. So, I mean, it's hard to tell because of the pandemic. Like in January of 2021, I made $900. Mm-hmm. There were months where I wasn't open in 2020. There's a lot of skewing here, but just I in the it's... last few months, September, October, November, yeah, you can see I made like $4,000 more. Well, you went from being a four-figure per month earner to a five-figure yep. per month earner and multiple five figures. So... Yeah, yeah, there's like no reason why that won't continue and you will easily, you're on the easy projection for six figure plus salary yes. going forward or revenue going forward. So that's yes. really exciting, especially like where you live. Like you need to be making that kind of income to support yourself yeah. living in New York City, right? Yeah. $100,000. You've learned how to get by, not on that. Were you making that in the school? Well, that's the thing. I was making like 50 something for my peds, which was 20 hours. And then I was yeah. making 50 in my private practice. So yeah. I'm basically going to be making more than the two together. Working 16 um, hours a week. Yes. With my new price. Yes. Yeah. But even yeah. before that, the bigger price change, like you were already hitting five figures a month, which is you just need to do that 10 times to make 100K. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now you'll make even more, which is awesome. Yeah. And I actually hope that I'll be able to add on hours as I go as well. But yes. Yeah. If you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's really exciting. I don't know if I knew your numbers jumped that much. So you in the first month of us working together then made back your investment in coaching. Yes. Did we start in August or September? I think we started, we started in October, August. I thought. Didn't we? Or maybe we started in August. End of August. Okay. Um, yeah. So by October, and you're in the group now, so you're doing some extended coaching. What's yeah. your thoughts about being in the group? Well, it's not just the time that we do the group sessions. You offer all this. I mean, you're so accessible and you're offering guests to talk to us about 
different subjects and you're doing videos on Facebook. I didn't realize that that was all part of the group. I thought that the group was just like you and I met. But even when we were working one-on-one, I felt like I could contact you anytime with a question. Yeah. I think like right now is the perfect time for people to join coaching because it's not so big, right? Like I am totally accessible and love helping people and I have the time to do it. And yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Well, and it's so funny because coaching is not an emergency. MFR is not really ever an emergency. <laughs> and but when you can get it, you feel better. <laughs> When you know you have a solution, you feel better. So it's just fun to be able to interact with MFR therapists all day. I don't know if I could ever get tired of it. It's so it's just so fun. <laughs> yeah, and everyone in the group is sort of in a different place. I mean, there's just that group support. Yeah. I think it was such a diverse group in terms of geography. Like, yeah, there's yeah. nobody anywhere near New York City. Well, one person who's upstate when she visits her parents, but like all four corners and in between. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of amazing. I mean, when I started talking about raising my price to 250, I felt a little embarrassed because and I had said, I'm in New York City. Yeah, you have to justify it. You're like, but it's justified. Like, you don't have to justify it. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. Like you could live in a one stoplight town and charge 250. And if you can fall in love with that price and like your reasons behind it and it's your baby, then that can be your price. And I'm sorry, but people do value stuff they pay yeah. well for. Yeah. They'll be more committed. And I mean, I just know just my own shopping habits. Like if they don't have my size in that thing, then I go bananas. Like I have to find it, even if yeah. I don't you really like it that much. Yeah, I love that thought. Like people will find a way to pay for it. Like I sold my boat to find a way to pay for coaching when I first found coaching. Cause I, you know, something about it. I was like, this is going to help me. I want to feel better. And then it changed my whole life. <laughs> it's like when people find MFR, they want to feel yeah. better. They're going to find a way, especially if... If you as the therapist can really paint the vision for them about what is possible, if they get a lot of therapy with you, they're going to find a way. They're going to find a way. And we just have to hold the belief that they will. Yes. And I think I was talking to you about the client I had recently who thought that she was at the end. She'd done two packages. So she'd done 10 sessions and she was going to sign up for one more, but you know she's going to use it once a month. For the year or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, you know, her pain wasn't completely gone. And it was very easy to help her see. I don't know even why she did that because she had a source of funding. So, you know, the work has just gone into new places. And it's amazing to me. It really is part of my learning too when I'm working long-term with someone. To keep thinking of new angles, like how can we get at that thing? And That was actually, I think the most valuable thing that you taught me was about selling packages. I think that's actually the most valuable thing because it helped me get into a frame of mind of, I'm not an on-call fix-it person. I am a person that you work with over time and it works better and it makes it more gratifying for me and it's better for the patients. And I think that win-win changing my mindset around what I'm selling or what is my method that I'm using to help people. 
sometimes people feel better after the first. I mean, I had one person who couldn't open her jaw and one session she was able to move her jaw around. She was just amazed. Right. But that doesn't always happen. Well, and it doesn't always stay either. Like it's like, okay, right. so your jaw was like that, but then what does your pelvis look like? If your jaw's tight like that, what's going on in your pelvis? Right. right. And right. if we just say, like, yep, you're fixed, go forth and live your life. It's not fair. And I didn't to them. feel confident. Yeah. I didn't feel confident about that before. I really felt like my job was to fix them as quickly as possible. Yep. Hurry up and fix it. Hurry up and fix it. Yeah. I agree. I think that as a coach has been one of my best discoveries too, has been in the helping all the MFR therapists to slow down and to quit being in fix it energy mentality. And just because you go to a seminar and people are unwinding off the table and we hear all of these amazing stories, which are totally the truth, but when they're coming from intensive, they're getting at least 15, if not 30 hours of treatment. Right. So, what is possible for our clients too when we demand that they or we require that they have 30 hours of treatment or even half of that? What is possible? And the answer is everything is possible. Pain free is totally possible. And I think it can get a little scary when you say words like that. You're not promising that they're going to be pain free, but you're just allowing that that is an option. And we don't know if it's going to happen in 30 sessions or 60 or 90, but wouldn't you like to be the person that stuck with it long enough that you got to actually be the recipient of a pain-free lifestyle because you got this experience with MFR? It's life-changing. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. Okay. Well, I'm glad you said that. It's good to know. I'm going to keep teaching people to slow down and allow themselves to really treat people and not be in a fix-it mentality and not be a victim of traditional therapy thinking. Yep we ride right on this fine line because we are in a world where traditional therapy rules and we're just on the other side of the fence. Like our therapy is just, is better than traditional therapy. It's not recognized like traditional therapy is, but it's the one that works. And we just have to be the ones that recognize that. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, thank you. Well, thanks for giving this a chance and for really showing up to coaching and getting everything you can out of it and then being such a valued member of the group. I love having you in there. It's been really fun. Oh, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) All right, everybody. I will have links for you to connect with Leslie in the show notes. And you're on the directory too, right? I am, yes. On the directory. So if anyone wants to send referrals to her, she has room in her schedule and... Maybe a little bit of room. Probably going to have to book out a little ways, but you can find <laughs> her there or find her in the show notes. And you also have a website. What's your website address? It's integralmfr.com. Okay. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes too. All right. We'll see you all next time on the MFR Coaches Podcast. Bye. Thanks for joining me this week on the MFR Coaches Podcast. Check out my book, The MFR Coaches Guide to Having Your Own Myofascial Release Business. Autographed copies are available at my website, www.themfrcoach.com. Kindle version and print also available on Amazon. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The MFR Coach for more info on today's topic. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.